Dateline, 29th of October, 2023. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode 772. Grant, it was great to take a week off last week and have a rest after doing a, our first one in like four months. <laughs> yeah, it did uh, kind of leave us a little drained, didn't it? Uh, it sure did. Well, you know, uh, being drained is my specialty at the moment with all these <laughs> medications I'm on. Good Lord, it just floors me. Yeah, and I was busy doing a beer sampling with some friends. So, mm, yeah, sorry, guys. No no desk last week. Oh, sorry. Sorry, were you talking there, Grant? I think I may have uh, nodded probably. off. Did I mention it just hits me out of the blue? Anyway. <laughs> anyway. And that's why you're not driving at the moment. Exactly right. Okay, Grant. Well, anyway, um, now before we uh, go into the stories of the week, we did mention in the last one uh, about uh, repatriation flights out of Israel and the fact that Qantas was doing it. And I think I did ponder why it would be that the Royal Australian Air Force wasn't doing that. And, well, Grant, they must have been listening because uh, no sooner had we recorded that than uh, <laughs> <Dun>, bang. <dun>, <laughs> That's right, uh, a KC-30A, the uh, tanker, sorry, David, and a C-17A, the mighty <coughs> Globemaster three, saying it correctly, unlike Channel 7. Yes. Uh, yeah, a couple of aircraft flew in, got a, a bunch of people and took them out to uh, Dubai where they were then on travelled back to Australia. Yeah, so still going eventually on Qantas, but uh, good to see that the Air Force uh, has stepped up and uh, the government, or I guess the government has stepped up and sent the Air Force in to do that, and I think that's a very, very wise move. So uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm not sure how many people, it's actually it's saying here maybe around a, 255. There we go. Okay, so, uh, you know, not a lot there. They reckon there's more than 1,200 Australians there. But, boy, I tell you what, Grant, the way things are going over in that part of the world, I'd want to be getting out of there mm-hmm. if it were me. Yeah, but, not uh, a good look. Yeah, I know that's a, a pretty sensitive topic, so we won't dwell on that one too much. Let's uh, go on to some topics that may be sensitive for our national flag carrier, quite as speaking of them, because it looks like they're no longer the most popular people on the block. No, no, they are no longer Australia's most trusted transport brand. In fact, Virgin has pipped them to the post on that one in the Roy Morgan Trusted Brand Awards for 2023. Yeah, of course, Roy Morgan is a big uh, survey company here and they do all sorts of research for all sorts of brands. But uh, doing a a poll here of 25,000 Australians over the course of the last year, it uh, it would seem as though um, Qantas – now, of course, Qantas has been mired in controversy over the – the last few months, they've uh, not been exactly popular. In fact, uh, something we actually didn't mention is that the uh, the departure of their CEO, Alan Joyce, which was uh, supposed to be for later this year, he ended up leaving a lot earlier and uh, taking a, a truckload of money with him, by the way. Oh, yeah. But, uh, that, and, that, and in fact, Grant, that wouldn't have helped, uh, you know, Qantas's uh, uh, no. brand as well either. Nope, no, it certainly did not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, let's just say that... Uh, Qantas have taken a beating, and from all that I'm hearing inside and out and around the place, a lot. It's not just the tall poppy. Let's beat them down. There was. It's. It's been a number of months and or years of frustration, anger, and just all coming out at once. And everyone's just over Qantas's. Mm, okay, they're over Qantas's position on many things. Yeah, this is true. And I think um, Qantas is now looking at, uh, you know, in fact, they have started a new Hearts and Minds campaign to try and win people back over again. I think that's going to be a, a bit of a long-term thing for them. But, uh, Grant, I mean, you're a, um, a pretty regular flyer with Virgin and you've always, uh, you know, been an advocate for them. 
you know, for me, I'm happy to fly either, really. I mean, it, it doesn't really bother me. As long as it's not Jetstar, I'm happy. <laughs> friends don't let friends fly Jetstar. Sorry, guys. Uh, but, yeah, look, it's uh, I do fly Qantas. I just use them to go to and from New Zealand for the, the trip recent trip. And, uh, look, you know, absolutely brilliant staff, really went over and above. But I'll tell you what. Qantas are picking a really interesting time to try and win the hearts and minds by, oh, I don't know, putting up airfares, anyone? Yes, Anyone? yes. In fact, in the last week or so, they've actually announced that uh, due to many factors, not the least of which is the uh, skyrocketing price of fuel at the moment, along with some other uh, global pressures, of course, that uh, they'll be uh, putting a uh, a fair increase in for their flights of around 3.5% for Qantas mainline flights and 3% for Jetstar. So, Grant, there's 3% more reasons for you not to want to fly Jetstar, I guess. (laughs) It's hard to get over 100%, but yes, some (laughs) some days you do have to fly Jetstar and it's a fascinating experience. Let's just put it that way when you have to. Now, of course, this is a commercial reality, of course. Um, you know, I would, if I had to guess, I'd say all of Qantas's competitors will end up having to do the same, obviously, with uh, everything that's going on in the Middle East right now. You know, fuel prices are high, so obviously that's going to have a big uh, cost on all airlines. Uh, they actually have not copped a lot of flack uh, in the media so far. In fact, uh, aviation analyst Keith Tonkin from Aviation Projects uh, had this to say. It certainly wasn't expected, but in the circumstances, I guess it's probably a pretty fair call given that fuel prices are still going up and there's some uncertainty in the world. And that's very true. And I think that's basically the reaction, in fact, that's come from most quarters uh, when it comes to this announcement. Oh, it certainly has. And uh, yeah, people are like, what else are they going to do to us? They've already done everything. Oh, look, they just put their prices up. Yep, that's great. We're paying more for their bad service. Which is kind of nasty because you know, the, the onboard crew are really good, but yeah, unfortunately, there's just some nastiness going around. You know, the other thing I noticed too, Grant. I mean, if you look at flying from Australia to the US at the moment, I mean, um, they are still not flying at uh, full capacity on those routes. No airline is. In fact, even the US carriers that come here, it's really expensive to fly to the US right now. Uh, yeah, very. Um, a lot of airlines are trying to make back all the money they lost during the uh, lockdowns and pandemic and so on. Mm. Well, Grant, uh, looking a bit more locally, there'll be one operator who might not be making some money for a while, and that's a local skydive operator that was uh, involved in a crash just recently, just south of Melbourne at a lovely place called Bowen Heads. Now, look, Grant, um, I know you're pretty keen to go skydiving. I, I, I don't know that I'm <laughs> you know, actually all that keen to jump out of a perfectly serviceable aircraft, but even less so when it gets a few hundred feet in the air and then uh, loses engine power and then plonks back down on the ground. Everybody walked away from that crash, which is, uh, which is a good thing, but uh, one of the actually interesting things is that one of the people on board uh, this aircraft, a Cessna caravan, was a local member of parliament here, uh, Paul Edbrook. Now, Paul Edbrook actually is a former professional firefighter. <laughs> so uh, that's somebody that you'd want to have on board. And uh, Paul actually, I think, um, actually engaged in a bit of first aid for a few other people there because, let's face it, he's qualified to do it. So, uh, you know, know right? he's not from a uh, side of politics that I'd ever consider voting for, Grant, I must say. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, actually, I, I um, many years ago, I uh, did a, about an eight-year stint as a firefighter and I, I seem to remember actually turning out with him one time before and, um, he seems like a pretty nice fella, actually. But uh, uh, not only that, Grant, uh, a few days after he survived that plane crash, he was actually um, walking past or driving past a local restaurant where somebody was having a cardiac arrest and he just happened to hop in and save that gentleman as well. So uh, <laughs> there you go. Oh. You know what, Paul Edbrook, if you're listening, I think you should give up being an MP. I think uh, you know a career back in the emergency services is right where you belong, my friend. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, he was the right person at the right time, that's for sure. And uh, he's still going to keep doing his skydiving hobby. He's not letting this. He said that wasn't a skydiving problem. That was a light aircraft problem. And the number of skydivers I know, one of them came up to me the other day and said, I had the scariest experience skydiving the other day. I'm like, oh, what was that? He said, I had to land in the plane. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Like, nice one, mate. Oh, they are. They are a. Uh, they are an interesting lot, skydivers. I'll just leave it at that. Anyway, Grant, uh, talking about uh, you know getting close to the ground and getting about as far away from the ground as we can possibly do it. Uh, Grant, do we have a space force here or something? No, no, we don't. No, we don't. And we do have. We're not going there. Don't go there. I just thought uh, I'd drop that in as a bit of a trigger word for you. Sorry about that, bud. Twitch, twitch. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no. Uh, but what has happened is that President Biden and Prime Minister Albanese have signed a technology safeguards agreement, an agreement between the US and Australia that uh, removes the last barrier that was preventing US space technology from being launched in Australia. So it means that from our launch sites, we can launch US rockets, we can launch uh, US spacecraft on board our own rockets and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, that's going to be really good for our uh, space industry that the government unfunded, but don't go there. Oh, unfunded. The RASF, the Royal Australian Space Force. You know, Grant, it does have a, have a good uh, ring to it. Come on, uh, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, space is part of the, the RAF, okay? Royal Australian Air Force includes space. Okay, so, yeah. all right. Oh, I can go with that. I can go with that. So, yeah, lots of, lots of potential, and we're looking forward to seeing what happens. And despite government's best efforts, people are out there making it happen. Okay, well, you know what? You've got to love government sometimes, don't you? I don't. Uh, well, mate, it, do- it doesn't matter which party they are. Uh, they're all just a bunch of drongos. Pretty much. And unfortunately, so that's that's the political news today from Grant. I'll... You know, I've, I've put another another level on my soapbox. Oh, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have dropped in that keyword. I, I'm sorry about that, mate. I didn't mean to do that and make you get all twitchy. <laughs> you know, too late. Too late. And uh, look, something that will probably get me all twitchy, and we won't cover it now, but we might just signal it for the next Australia desk, is that our good friends at the Civil Aviation Safety Authority have uh, started talking about doing something about basic med. So. Uh, uh, that's that's really interesting, actually. We might cover that in the next desk, I think. Yeah, self-declared medicals. We'll see how that pans out. Yeah, and I think in my current uh, medical uh, predicament, Grant, I don't think I'll be doing any basic meds or any pilot medicals, in fact, for quite some time. That's a little bit sad, isn't it? But uh, anyway. Well, at least a few weeks, mate. Yeah, at least as long as I get my railway medical back and I can start paying the bills. That'll be yeah, that's always a good thing. Because God knows we can't survive doing podcasting in Australia desk. We've been trying that for 15 years. <laughs> well, not when fuel down here is about $5.50 a gallon, yowch, US. Yowch. Okay, yeah. well, uh, as we contemplate that wonderful news, that's everything we have for you on this week's Australia Desk. I guess that since we've signalled it, Grant, we'll be back next week. Oh, wow, we're setting up a trend again? This could be bad. Excellent. Cheers, folks. <laughs> <laughs>